0: I-Y-O dot com. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Waybreak Podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Kelly, founder and CEO of Waybreak. We are a boutique agency specializing in email and SMS marketing for direct consumer brands. If you're not maximizing your revenue from email and SMS marketing, hit us up. You can learn more at waybreak.com. And this is the podcast, the Waybreak Podcast. I made this podcast because I wanted to go behind the scenes of some of the most an interesting, fast-growing top brands in all of e-commerce, you know, in the Shopify realm. And that's exactly what we're doing today. But specifically, we're going to dive behind the scenes of returns. Let's be honest. Returns suck. You spend money on ads, you get the sale, and then it gets returned. Dang it, you put your heart and soul into your business and nothing hurts more than a return. Maybe a chargeback, that sucks too. Or you got missing packages, all that. Listen, if if you're dealing with missing packages, you gotta check out the episode we did with Aftership. It's like two episodes ago. Go listen to that one with Joe Wyatt from Aftership. Great episode. That'll tell you about your lost packages. But anyway, returns suck. Um, So today I wanted to bring on Tim, who's director of marketing over at Loop Returns, or VP of marketing, excuse me. Tim, who's VP of marketing at Loop Returns. Really great guy. Here's the thing about returns. Returns suck. We all know it. So (laughs) how do we have less returns? Well, you optimize for it. And that's exactly what Tim is going to be talking about with us today. This is part of our series that we did, the Q4 method, where we took industry leaders, put together 15 to 20 minute executive video briefings on the most important things that you need to know across Q4, including returns, advertising, shipping, customer support, and beyond. Um, You can get access to all the recordings we did with companies like Justuno, Gorgeous, Postscript, Aftership, Helpflow. I'm missing a bunch and we did a bunch of great companies, you know, Loop, OMG Commerce, Pushout, a lot of awesome companies. If you want to get access to those recordings, you can do so at Q4Method.com. But in the meantime, this episode is a great one. How do you get less returns? It's actually really interesting and easier than you think. I'm going to let Tim take it away. Uh, So let's hop into this episode. Welcome back, everybody, to another session in our Q4 Method series. I'm Dylan Kelly, founder and CEO of Waybreak. Really excited for this session. Today, we're going to be chatting everything, refunds, returns, exchanges, a uh, huge problem for many e-commerce businesses that, I mean, if you're listening to this, you might not even know how much this is costing you, and you might not even know what you can do to get ahead of this. And I think this, this Black Friday, it's extra important because, you know, you're stocking up on your inventory, you're going to be scaling Uh, but the last thing you want is to order a lot of that inventory and then have to refund all of it (laughs) and have to deal with all that and lose a lot of money, which Tim's going to walk us through. So, uh, there's no better person to walk us through this than Tim. Uh, he's e-commerce veteran runs marketing at a company called loop returns. They're the best in the game at this. Uh, he's going to walk us through behind the scenes data on, uh, they work with like I mean, I don't even know at this point. Pretty much every top Shopify Plus merchant in the world running their return system, and he's going to take us behind the scenes and even show us some of their data and what's possible to turn refunds into exchanges, like you're seeing on the screen now. Tim, thanks so much for coming out.
1: Of course, thanks for having me, Dylan. Super excited to be here. Thank you for the uh, for the for the warm welcome and, and very nice intro. Uh, you know, to everyone listening, I think this is going to be a fun session. We got a lot of stuff to go through today, so we're just going to get into it. So. The name of the game today is how to turn refunds into exchanges this holiday season. So let's get into it. So Black Friday and Cyber Monday is going to be really big. Obviously, you know, you've probably heard all the stats about how COVID has pushed us forward in the e-commerce curve by as many as five to 10 years, depending on what study you look at. So That will mean the tune of $1.1 trillion in sales over the course of this Black Friday, Cyber Monday, which is crazy to think about that growth rate. It actually means that two times the people shopping this holiday, it's two times more people uh, this holiday season than last. So there's going to be no shortage of opportunity for you to grow your top line revenue. But one thing that I don't think everyone thinks about the same way as that is what comes right after the holiday season, and that is return season. So statistically speaking, this starts in December. So, returns in December and January are 83% higher than your average month, 83% higher. Think about what that does to your business. And we know that based on data that we've collected from Loop Brands over the last two holiday seasons. And we are not expecting this to change. We think this percentage will actually go up because of the number of first time shoppers, first time e com shoppers that you're going to be running into. And we're going to talk about why in just a minute. But as a merchant, if you have not prepared as heavily for return season as you have for the holiday holiday, the sales season, um, I'm here to tell you it's not too late, but you you need to get started pretty soon. And we're going to walk you through exactly how to do that. So before I get too far into this, I want to clear up a very, uh, this is a myth, a return is not the same thing as a refund. They are two very different things. And when we talk about a return policy too often, I think people think of that synonymously with a refund policy. So a return can be a refund, but a return can also be an exchange. So don't think about return and refund synonymously because you're going to start optimizing for the wrong thing when you do that. So Shopify brands on average, uh, see 80% of their returns turn into refunds. And we honestly should not be surprised by this. Um, users and shoppers will do what is easy for them to do. So when you optimize for refunds, you're optimizing for the wrong behavior, but that's exactly what uh, what your customers are going to do. So you've done all this work prepping with your strategy, you've shot your creative, you've optimized your website, you've gotten your campaigns going, you've trained your team, and then you have not thought about your return policy and you've just made it really simple for someone to uh, to do a return And you just think about it, you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot. Because, you know, if 80% of those turn into refunds, you really need to think about the impact that's going to have on your business. So I think typically, this is how people think about what a refund is. So when someone refunds, I lose the order value but there's so much more to it than that. And this is just like a quick look. So you lose the order value, you lose the shipping cost because you've shipped it to them and likely you might be paying for them to ship it back. And we'll talk about that a little bit. You lose the labor costs. Your team is spending time, which is time is money and you're, you are spending their time and money on this, Uh, your acquisition costs. So those costs are sunk. If that person, if that person actually processes a refund, and, and and more than anything what we see is that a refund typically signals the end of the relationship with that shopper they've gotten their money back and they're going to go spend it elsewhere so you lose the lifetime customer value uh, that you could have could have gotten so when you consider the hard and soft costs of a refund i th- i think if you can accept that concept that there's a lot more to a refund than just the order value um you're going to get a lot out of this session here today so So the average return to refund rate with Shopify brands, like I said, is 80%. So some of the brands you're seeing here, we're going to take the strategies that they use. Now, these are loop customers and they use some of these strategies and uh, the average loop customers return to refund rate is only 65% on average. So 15 percentage points better. These are really customer centric brands, and they know that customer experience matters all the way through, not just on the front end, not just on the website, but when someone is actually wanting to start a return. Um, So they're using the best practices that we're going to walk through today. uh, And and what we've done is we've tailored them for this holiday season for you. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. So again, we are going to be talking about how to turn refunds into exchanges. So it's a playbook, and there are three tenets to it. So number one is make gift exchanges extremely simple because you are going to get a surge in gift givers. It's a very, very different animal than someone shopping for themselves. Number two is use free shipping and use it as an incentive for exchanges only. And then number three is we're going to show you how some of those brands and some of the hundreds of other brands that we're working with, Turn a returns experience into a shopping experience. So when people start a return, they actually end up spending more money. Really simple three three uh, legs to the stool, and we're going to walk through each one. So the first one is make gift exchanges easy. So for a quarter a year, so for Q4. The person who buys a gift or who buys something from you is more likely than not, not shopping for themselves. And it's the only time of the year that this happens. So you need to make sure that the person who received the gift can easily exchange it without needing to rely on going back to that person to help them do it. So 52% of returns on Shopify happen because the customer has the wrong size. And that's when you're shopping for yourself. So imagine how much more likely this situation is when someone's buying a gift for someone else and and the best example i can think of is the conversation i have with my mother every single christmas she'll call me and she'll say tim are you a medium or a large and i'll tell her i'm a large this year i've always been i mean i'm sorry i'm a medium i've always been a medium she won't be sure about it it's like she doesn't even believe me and then when when we're opening presents that day inevitably there's a large in there somewhere and and I don't know if she's not listening, but it doesn't matter. The point is now I'm stuck with a large and I have to figure out what to do with it. And so we'll walk through what that experience kind of looks like. But think about that relationship. I now have to depend on my mother to help me with this Um, or, you know, a friend that you've given a gift to. Like, it's an awkward, it's kind of an awkward, uncomfortable thing. And it it can cause frustration for the gift receiver. Um, So think about it like this. So my mom's the gift giver. She buys me that sweater that's the wrong size. She gives it to me. I might like it, but it's the wrong size. So I need to do something with it. So I go online to the brand and I issue a return because I just want to do an exchange real quick. But the brand tells me, oh, you can actually only do a refund. So now all of that money has gone back to my mother. It's on her credit card. And I'm sitting there on the website trying to do an exchange. So now I'm left with, do I shop for it myself and make that like awkward conversation with my mother, or do I call her before and have her do this? But again, you can see that it's just not customer centric at all because you haven't taken the time to think of the gift receiver. So if you can put the gift receiver in control and put them in charge of their own destiny, you're solving a massive problem right away. And it's a customer experience problem that will amount to real dollars when you do it right. So there's three things you need to do to make this happen. So number one, the gift receiver needs to be able to start the return process on their own. Typically they should just have like an order ID or a zip code and that should get you right into it. The gift receiver needs to be able to add their own address because now the gift is not going, or their exchange is not going back to the person who bought it. It's going back to me, the person who received it. And then number three, you should be able to do all of that in one experience. You shouldn't process the refund and then go and shop because for you as the brand, you wanna do that whole thing as one experience. So there's no chance that that person can do a refund, get distracted and not actually spend the money. So you're really empowering the gift receiver uh, with this example. So I'm going to walk you you through an example of how Allbirds does this. So you can go to their site right now. This is live on their website today. They're ready for the holiday season. So you can click on their gift exchange button. And it's really simple. All you have to do is you put in your order number, you put in your shipping zip code, and you hit start a gift exchange. And if you can see it in the middle of that box there, it says don't have your order information. If you click on that as the gift receiver, maybe I don't have the receipt. Um, All I have to do is just type in, they give you a few options. You can type in the name of the person who bought it for you, the city that they live in, their email address. They give you multiple ways to figure out where this order started from. But it's a really, really simple and seamless experience for the gift receiver who just needs to get a different size shoe. Um, Then, like I said, you you put in your email address, you put in your shipping address, because now it's coming back to me. You hit continue, and now you're shopping. So you're just choosing exactly, okay, you guys, uh, you know, my mother bought me the gray shoes, but I actually want the maroon shoes. I click on that, and we're off to the races. I can buy that myself, uh, and that's all there is to it. So it's really, really simple because it puts the gift receiver in control, and that is a very, very common scenario that's going to happen to you and all all the other brands who are listening to this today, uh, this holiday season.
0: Let's take a quick break and get a word from our sponsor. Listen, it's getting more expensive to drive profitable traffic to your website every month, every year. You need to do everything you can to maximize conversions. That's why I love and use today's sponsor, JustUno. They're the best tool in the game for converse rate optimization. Two things I really love about them right now. I mean, they're first of all, they're a really great company, really great team, uh, You know, one of the best to work with. Uh, but two features I love of JustUno. Number one, they have these AI-powered upsells that you can take and put anywhere in your store that has HTML. So you can put them in the checkout, you can put them in your cart, you can put them on the product page. This is their Justuno Plus product. And what's great about that, it has this AI in it that tracks buyer behavior and puts recommendations that people are actually going to buy. So you get more conversions, and you get higher average order value. And it's just going to help your business scale a lot easier. And it's really easy to set up because you also get a strategist with it. And the Justuno Plus strategist, they know exactly what's working and how the best brands are leveraging Justuno, And they can take that insight and apply it to your brand with zero learning curve um, and help you drive more conversions using their platform on your website. The second thing I really love about Just know is their advanced list growth tools uh, and specifically how you can segment based on traffic and a ton of other different metrics so you can really maximize list growth as well as conversions using on-site pop-ups and different promotions that they have. Um, and all of this works extremely well. Uh, Just a customers see an average of 135% lift in revenue during their first year using the platform. And what's awesome about it is it also links to Klaviyo, Postgrip, and all the other Software that you use, So you can close the loop, link everything together, everything's personalized, everything's automated, it's all nice and flows and connected, um, and it drives great results. So if you want to learn more about Justuno Plus and snag a sweet discount because you're a listener of this podcast, all you got to do is go to justuno.com slash wavebreak. Link is down in the show notes below. It's justuno.com slash wavebreak. Sign up for a free trial and get 20% off your first year by using code WAVEBREAK. Like I said, it's down in the show notes below. Go check them out. Let's get back into this episode.
1: So number two is to offer free shipping on exchanges only. Now, this is free shipping is sort of a classic e-commerce play for conversion. But I want you to remember, again, not all returns are refunds. Returns can be a refund and it can be an exchange. You should not treat those two things the same because they're not the same. So again, you have a refund and you have an exchange. So now think about free shipping. Free shipping is the reward. It's sort of the carrot that you're dangling out in front of uh, the shopper to keep them engaged. We've seen studies that show 93% of uh, folks who are shoppers who are presented with free shipping are 93% more likely to add something to their cart and purchase than someone who isn't. So you want to use that as an incentive, but you only want to use it for exchanges. So like we said, for, for for a refund, that typically signals the end of the customer relationship. So of course, like make that easy, don't make that any harder than it needs to be, but you should put the shipping costs on the person who has ended the relationship. So they're gonna pay the additional $5 to do the shipping back to you. The, the, uh, the inverse of that, is that if, if you think by adding an additional $5 to your costs by paying for shipping is going to have an impact on the number of people who choose exchanges, then of course you should do it. Because again, think of, think of that um, equation at the beginning of the presentation. You don't wanna lose the full sale because there are so many costs in there. Put the additional $5 into your customer acquisition costs. Use free shipping as something for a new e-commerce shopper who just wants this to be simple. And, um, this is something that works. So I want to, sh- I want to walk you through actually an example of how this has worked for one of our brands. So this is a quick story, um, of a brand using us. So I'm not going to talk about who it is because this is some pretty sensitive data, but suffice it to say, this is a brand that, you know, uh, they're a footwear brand. Uh, it's not Allbirds, by the way, it's a different footwear brand. And, um, What they decided to do is implement this strategy over a three month stretch. So in month one, they paid for shipping and refunds, shipping for refunds and exchanges. This is sort of like the control month. They saw that 57% were refunds, okay? That's the base. So then month two and month three, they offered free shipping on exchanges only, and you can see the difference that it had. So it went from 57% of, of all returns were refunds to in two straight months, 41%. So it's an unbelievable difference in what that does to your bottom line. It's a 28% reduction in refunds. And this is something that everyone can can put into place today. Because again, users will do what they're incentivized to do when they're on your website. So you want to incentivize them to do the right thing and use free shipping as a conversion lever to do that. So the third strategy, uh, this is another play on using an incentive uh, to get customers to exchange. But in this case, we want to get them to shop for more, not just exchanging at the product they want, but keep shopping and add additional revenue. Okay. So we call this bonus credit. At the moment where the shopper is about to request a refund, you should present them with an alternative to the refund. An example would be, we will give you an additional $10 in bonus credit if you're willing to exchange this item and buy something else instead of returning it. So what you're doing Is you're presenting them with a monetary value that they have to say no to and they're looking at it right next to you know i could return this for fifty dollars or i could have sixty dollars in my or an additional ten dollars so sixty dollars in my pocket to go shop so think about like this you might think about that from an e-commerce perspective and think like would people actually do that think about it in real life if i bought a pair of shoes and i go back into the store and i bring it up to the register and i say i want to refund these And the first thing the cashier says to me is, great, we can do that for you. That'll just take a sec. But I'll give you an additional $10 if you just want to take a second and walk around the store and see if there's anything else that you like, because we really want to make sure that you're happy. I'd say, unless I was in a rush, like, of course, I would walk away from the register, walk around and see if there was anything that I liked. You're just recreating that online. It's something that online brands are doing now, but actually, that doesn't really exist in the retail world, and it should. So, um, I'd be willing to bet that a lot of people would would take that in a, in a real life scenario and start walking around. And I want to show you an example of what this actually looks like with a brand that we're working with today. So this is Amovare, And what they do is they say when someone uh, goes to issue a, a return or a refund, rather, we they have two options. They can say, no, thanks. I'm going to refund my $68 order. Please just give me my $68 back. And what Amovair is doing is they're saying, or We'll give you an additional $5 if you want to click this and start shopping around. I'm going to show you, I'm going to switch to a video real quick and show you exactly what this looks like. So they put in their exchange, they get it started. These are all the items that were on their receipt. They're going to return the Cotton Henley. Uh, They're going to return, they're going to choose to return the item. Really good. You get your return reasons. So you know the reason why. And now they're presented with, do I want to do a refund or do I want to shop now? So in this case, they're gonna they're gonna take the shop now uh, shop now option, and what's really cool here is as soon as they click on that, they go right back to Amovare's website. They're in the normal shopping experience, but you can see in the bottom here they have a seventy three dollar credit that they have to spend as they're going through this experience. So, so again, like psychologically, you can see this person is saying, okay, well, I'm going to go buy a few more things because I love this brand. So you can see there's there's, there's, a, a, there's a few uh, additional items there. There's a, almost a $300 value now in the cart. But as soon as they use the credit, they go back to the shopping experience. That's $68 plus five is taken off the total. And now they're only paying $223. So think about that. That went from you losing uh, I think it was sixty-eight dollars to now. You just netted an additional two hundred and twenty-three dollars in sales. So this is something that's obviously fully automated, it's self-service, and it's it, it is as customer-centric a way as I can think of for how you should treat returns. We see the brands that do this generate an additional almost two dollars every time someone starts a return. So every time they start a return, this brand is making money, or all brands, sorry, using this are making money. So. Hopefully that was, a, that was a pretty compelling example. I want to show you one more example before we, before we finish up. I was checking one of my favorite brands who uses Loop again I'm, to protect the innocent. I'm not going to tell you who, who this brand is, uh, but I pulled some of their statistics. Um, I promise you someone in this room is wearing this brand. So they're very, very well-known. Um, they're an apparel brand. So over the course of the last year, uh, they had 38,000 returns. It's a lot. They're a high volume business. That's about 3,000 returns per month. So they use all of the strategies that we just talked about today, and this is what their returns business looks like. they processed $1.8 million in refunds, but if you look, they have a 60% refund rate. Again, that's 20 percentage points better than Shopify brands. Um, they processed... in just straight up exchanges that would have been refunded before. So they've saved half a million dollars. And then if you look at the shop now category, they have processed over $600,000 in exchanges through that shop now functionality. And what you see there in green, they've upsold an additional $64,000 over the course of those 38,000 returns. So this works for a brand that's big and is at scale. So like statistically speaking, this is exactly what you should see, just potentially on a smaller scale. But it works for big brands and small brands alike. And the reason it does, it's because it's customer centric. This is the future of how people want to be shopping and returning. Um, so it's, it's a really simple playbook. Um, uh, you know, Make exchanges easy. Make, it, make them easy for gift givers and receivers. Uh, free shipping on exchanges only. And then incentivize customers, not only to exchange, uh, but to shop more. So the goal, the name of the game, this holiday season is to lose less dollars to holiday refunds. Um, I hope you've learned a couple things with this. I'm obviously very passionate about returns uh, and, and the strategies that I'm talking about here today, they're already being used by hundreds of brands that, you know, and that you're shopping through. Um, And you know, when we were when we were thinking about this presentation and, and working with Wavebreak and all of you, we were trying to think to ourselves like, what could we do to make this holiday season a total success for you? So, number one is we created this content. We took the best practices that everyone's doing we're working with today, and we're we're giving those away. So, you know, we'll we'll make sure that you have access to to this deck. But number two is we wanted to make it a no brainer for you to start with Loop, and so you could put these strategies into place right away. So. If you sign up for Loop uh, before the end of September, first of all, like we're gonna guarantee that you're up and running in time for the holiday rush. So priority onboarding, we'll make sure that you get up and running, it's not too late. And what we're gonna do is we're gonna take every single one of those capabilities that we just showed you, some of which are in our pro package, our middle package, and our plus package, our top tier package, we're going to take all of them and give them to you for the price of basic. So it's the least expensive package. We're going to give it to you for the entire rest of 2020 to get you through the holiday season. Uh, and you'll have access to myself and a team of experts to help you build a strategy uh, that scales. So if you're interested, loopreturns.com slash holiday and, uh, you know, have a great holiday season this guys, uh, this year, guys. Uh, and we're here to help if you need it.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Thanks so much, Tim, for coming on. Yeah. Lots of good stuff. Love I love how the first thing you dove into was like the opportunity cost of lifetime value as a cost of returns and exchanges. Cause yeah. like, I don't think a lot of people are thinking that far of he- that far ahead. I mean, most people aren't even thinking far enough ahead to the cost of returns um, and how the determine exchanges free shipping as a lever. I think that's huge. Uh, people love free shipping. So how can we use that to our, our advantage to make the business more profitable? Uh, so many other good things. I mean, the bonus credit and being able to see that in action is huge. Um, a couple follow-up questions, uh, spurred from these. So kind of the, the, one of the main themes is moving refunds to exchanges. Um, but a lot of brands, especially up and coming brands, uh, they don't allow exchanges. All you can do is return it. Um, you know, I know I talk to a lot of brand owners all the time. It's like, they don't even know how to come up with a returns policy. They're kind of winging it. At some point they get frustrated. So they set up all these things. But like, why do you think it is that a lot of these brands, um, you know, they don't have, you can't do an exchange. It's, it's just refund. Why do you think that is?
1: You know, I think we've studied this a lot. And if you go from brand to brand to brand, who's doing this manually and look at their return policy, you're going to notice they're all very similar. I don't know when it started, but everyone starts copying each other's return policies. So it's the last thing that people think about when they start a brand these days. They're thinking, how do I create a great product? How do I compete in a category? And how do I spend as much money on acquisition as possible? And like that playbook has worked for a really long time. But as the space has matured, if you... If you're content with just doing a manual process, that's fine, but you should know that 80% of those are gonna turn into refunds. Uh, I would I would implore brands to think about the return process as importantly as they think about the acquisition process. Because as soon as you do, um, getting an automated system like a loop, it becomes a no-brainer because not only are we saving you revenue, but we're, we're allowing people to keep shopping and exchanging at the same time. So it's just, it's one of those things that I, I, I for some reason right now, it's, it's it's an afterthought for brands who are only thinking about acquisition. Absolutely.
0: No, and, and, and that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I mean, monkey see, monkey do. Really common yep. in e-commerce, but the reality is we don't usually have access to the data behind what's actually working and who's doing it successfully. That's why I was really excited to bring you on. And like speaking of that, like one thing that I see, um, you know, you order from a big company and it comes with a return label in the bag, right? This is apparel, this is shoes, whatever it is. They give it to you already, like as an up-and-coming brand, I see that from the outside and I think, oh. At some point, I should probably be doing that. Should I be doing that, or, or what's the best practice on that?
1: Yeah, I mean that's like it's a, it's a good step, I suppose, because it's 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 customer centric in the sense that like I don't have to print something out. So I'll give you an example: like I bought a pair of um, Adidas sandals a couple months ago, and they were the wrong size. And I went to the box, and they had a they had a sticky label right there I could put it on it. So like it's frictionless. But the two things that doesn't do is one. I have to return that, and then I have to go back to the website and buy something new. So it's like I'm doing two very disconnected things. So that's one. From a customer experience perspective, it's still a little bit clunky, but the way more uh, important reason is because you don't know the reason that I return those. And as the the merchandiser and as the marketer, you really want to know what what is the top reason that this pair of sandals keeps getting refunded? Because I'm a size ten, but I put them on and they were actually a little bit too small. I normal I wear a size ten in everything from Adidas. So like as the as the manufacturer of that product, wouldn't you want to know that the number one reason that thing is being returned is because it's actually not the right size comparative to the shoe? Like you could save millions of dollars if you knew that. So without return reasons it you, you're you're really flying blind with some of those decisions yeah that's that
0: that's huge that's a great point i mean they always include like the little checkbox where are you yeah. returning this but i don't remember the last no time one i that. ever yeah did that yeah. <laughs> but it was right, really right, convenient right. to have the right. label and then not have to do anything but um right. yeah i mean they're missing out on that data also it's like when you're operating at the scale of an adidas I mean, they should probably be working with you because the amount of money they're going on returns is probably insane, but also they can get away with a lot more that these up and coming brands can just because like you just have a lot more money um, right, and the right. money comes from different places. Uh, it's not like being yep. bootstrapped like so many of these companies in the industry and I mean, it's just a different game. But Tim, I, I wish we had more time to keep talking. I could talk about this forever. Yeah. And I'm sure you could too, but um, where can we go? Uh, well, obviously we have this offer here, but outside of that, where can we go to learn more about you and Loop?
1: Yeah. So loopreturns.com, um, we, we publish content day in and day out. Uh, we have a podcast coming out and we have a, a quick hit like video series that we do with e-commerce news. So um, loopreturns.com, sign up for the blog. And if you follow us on LinkedIn, uh, we're giving all that content away. So, uh, so yeah, awesome. we're very easy to find.
0: Beautiful. Yeah. We'll link that all up in the, in the resources section. Tim, thanks so much for coming on. This is great.
1: Of course. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Now, listener. Before I sign off, stop me if this sounds familiar. Your email marketing is stuck. You feel like you could be doing email better. You're not generating enough email revenue, and you feel like you're leaving money on the table. But you don't have the time to figure email out yourself or or do it on your own because you have a business to run. Imagine this. Imagine not having to worry about leaving money on the table with your email marketing. Imagine not having to figure out what to send, when to send it, how many emails should look, what automation you need, what segments you need, how often you should be contacting your email list or just worrying about sending the next email. You don't have to worry about any of that. Imagine having peace of mind knowing that your email marketing is generating sales in good hands. At Wavebreak, we help Shopify stores maximize their email marketing revenue. That's it. We don't do anything else. And we've created a system called the Wavebreak Method that, number one, makes you less dependent on Facebook or other marketing channels. So let's say something bad happens. Facebook says, see you later, Shopify store. And they just completely kill your ad traffic overnight. You, you don't have to worry. You don't have to stress because you're good to go because you have a cushion of email revenue. You don't have to worry about how, or, or, <laughs> what, what your wife is going to do or if you're going to be able to make rent or if you're going to be able to pay people because you have this cushion of email revenue to rely on. Number two, the second thing this does is huge and it's how stores scale from seven figures to eight figures uh, to nine figures. And the secret is repeat purchases. The Waybreak method gets rid of one-time buyers and increases repeat orders. Number three, it keeps your email list engaged. You don't have to worry about Black Friday and beyond. We'll figure out the ideal amount of times that your list needs to be contacted to maximize revenue, and then we'll execute it for you. If you want to learn more about this system and how we can work together to apply it to your business, go to wavebreak.co to schedule a call with me. And I'll personally send you my calendar link and we can chat one-on-one. Now, I don't have unlimited time to do these calls. I can only do a couple of them per week. So if you want to get your call, uh, go sign up at wavebreak.co for it as soon as possible and we can talk about how we can work together. Thanks for listening to this episode. Subscribe to the show on iTunes to get notified of new episodes as soon as they drop.